This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of OPI Talk with me, Andy Braithwaite. My guest on today's episode is Stefan Eriksson, the Chief Marketing Officer of Comftel. Hi, Stefan. Good to see you. Hi, Andy. Uh, great to be here with you. Thanks for inviting me. Okay, thanks Thanks for coming on. Just to start with, as we traditionally do, tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about Comftel. Yeah, all right. So, uh, about me then. Uh, I joined Comftel uh, seven years ago um, as a marketing manager, and now now I, I play the role of the CMO. But uh, my background is actually in journalism and uh, I worked in general news media, but also for a long time in IT trade press okay. uh, as an editor in chief. Mm. So uh, uh, with that, mm. magazine was focused on on business communication solutions. So already, I think before I started with Comftel, I had a, a pretty good understanding of this industry and um, already had been to many of the trade shows and had a bit of network in place. <laughs> uh, and about the company then, um, in one sense, uh, Comftel is now a challenger, uh, almost a newcomer, uh, because we moved uh, to take a position in the market for video conferencing devices. Uh, and that is uh, three years back now. Mm. But we've actually been around as a market leader in audio conferencing devices for decades. Uh, it's uh, Next year, it's uh, 34 years, okay. uh, I think. We have to celebrate 34 years as a company. So really one of the pioneers in this industry uh, and we uh, helped create the first tabletop conference phone in the world and uh, still audio technology is very much at the core for us mm. okay so you were making this switch to video before covid19 became a factor yes we did uh, the timing was probably quite good for us <laughs> so we were we had the time we had about a year uh, a bit more to establish our new offerings in the marketplace and, uh, and and create some awareness of our repositioning as a brand mm. and then uh, with the pandemic uh, we were part also of the the big uh, surge upwards in in, in sales right. uh, as this industry saw yeah. How, how do you position yourselves against the likes of Plantronics or Poly uh, and Logitech? Those those well known names. Are you are you a are they com direct competitor of yours in in this market? Yes, uh, the names you mentioned uh, clearly are uh, competitors. I mean, this is really um, an industry in flux, a really hot industry. Uh, probably give you some numbers of the growth later on, but mm. uh, we see here like the major players now has come come in really much more from consumer side of this business, mm. and um, maybe from PC peripheral side. And the other uh, players are more from the B two B conferencing. Uh, with a background in audio and video conferencing, and and uh, uh, now uh, the uh, the consumer companies uh, starting to more and more offer more advanced and and complicated, maybe uh, complicated and expensive solutions, and the B two B traditional B two B players uh, they try to offer more and more 
consumer-like products and, mm. and offerings as well. So I guess that um, our position, comfortable in this place, is yeah, we come. We, we our heritage is, is an audio conferencing. And we're a pure B two B player, uh, and today we are, I would say, the climate neutral, high quality supplier mm. of conferencing products that continue to stay close to our customers, uh, really try to give a helping hand if needed. And, and uh, we, uh, yeah, we really care about our customer success too. Okay. You're based in Europe, but do you have operations all around the globe? Yes. Uh, we are a Swedish company, uh, and, uh, uh, but we have uh, business in more than 60 countries today. Mm. So uh, Europe is, is our main market, uh, followed by North America and, mm. and, uh, and also Asia. Okay. What's your go-to-market strategy? Do you work with partner resellers who, who sell your, your products to their customers? Do you work direct with, with large corporations or, or a mix of the two maybe? How, how does that work? Yeah, we're really fully uh, dependent on our channel partners. Okay. We have no direct sales whatsoever. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, as I mentioned, we have an extensive network uh, to cover more of, uh, yeah, sort of six, 60 markets that we're active in. And uh, uh, we found that uh, through the years, we need to work with a set of different kinds of channels. Uh, we're looking at telecom, AD, IT, and also more of the UC peripherals. Uh, and in those channels, uh, we, we need to work with different types of resellers, the B2B direct sales and, and also the B2B e-tail retail and also the big service providers. So, so that's where we are and that's what kind of mix of channel partners that we, we developed and, and still uh, continue to develop because this is uh, clearly a, a not static uh, mm. this market it, it's moving a lot and yeah. we the shift we see now uh, we we have to answer also by bringing in new partners and uh, you see that a lot of conferencing devices and solutions are sold through uh, the it channel okay. at the same time mm. uh, more av profile players are also moving uh, in and showing interest in interesting in in the big volumes of uh, straightforward and easy to use solution that that uh, customers are looking for these days. Yeah. So, because how much of a technical sale is it? Is it complicated when you're working on these large projects? It mm -hmm. requires, you know, IT and I don't even work with human resources and all, all different departments within a company to to yeah. bring this solution to, together. It sounds quite quite complicated to, to kind of go to market with that and perhaps there's a longer uh, a long cycle there involved sometimes it's a long cycle for the sales to happen and the rollout yes sometimes it's just a matter of minutes okay. yeah. <laughs> to create the sales i would say uh, i mean um, uh, we have different parts of our uh, portfolio and offerings and we know that uh, or if you take for an example the the, the IP conference phones uh, that are really networking networked uh, products uh, that needs maybe a bit of attention from the um, 
IT department within an organization. And uh, depending on the environment and the requirements, uh, we might uh, support them with uh, some sort of um, uh, customization. In some mm -hmm. cases, we do that with service providers, of course, to enable sales through that channel. And with other uh, alliance partners that we have in the business uh, for the big uh, platform, communications platforms. Just to, to mention an example, we have just um, uh, certified our Confidel 800 conference phone for uh, the Zoom phone platform. Mm. Uh, so customers can buy it and, and be really confident that there will be no issues when they connect it and, and uh, um, to, to, to start use it. Yeah. And, um, how, how important and is it to have that? Yeah. How important is it to have that certification from the platform providers? Yeah, it's a strong message and, and something that uh, both uh, channel partners and end customers are looking for, this uh, third party, party validation and, and uh, uh, proof that uh, this is tested and, and uh, works fine and mm. they know what to expect. Um, and But in some cases, I mean, for big organizations and corporations, they, there might be they have their own uh, adaptations in their platforms or communications environment that we need to uh, address with our products uh, mm. to make everything work as, as uh, they expect. So there are some sort of, uh, in, in some cases, we do some tailor, tailored uh, versions or activities. But mm. in general, uh, our products are very much plug and play, I would say. Uh, both for the SIP um, products and also our growing portfolio of USB conferencing products. Mm. That's actually the, the side of the business that we see the, the biggest growth in uh, at the moment. And uh, especially when we move into the video uh, devices area. Okay. Uh, our so video kits, our video solutions are really uh, USB based. So, so the kind of products are, that would plug into a laptop computer, for example? Yes. could be a room PC. Uh, could also be a, a laptop that the user brings to the meeting room. Mm. And uh, our offering there is, is really uh, to help uh, the, both the people uh, responsible for installing the, the kit and, and also the end users to make it as simple as possible. So the, the person bringing the laptop to the meeting room only we need to connect one USB cable to hook up both to the conference camera, the screen in the room, and also to the speakerphone for the audio. Mm. Uh, so um, I would say that, no, uh, we don't complicate things. It's really uh, top of our agenda to make it as uh, simple easy to install, easy to use as possible. Yeah, well, I, th I think we can all relate to that. We've probably all had some problems at various moments over the past few months with, with trying to plug things in that don't work or some software that doesn't work or we have to restart our computer. So I think we all understand that. Yeah, I mean, uh, even if uh, the setup might seem uh, simple, and it is, uh, of course, I mean, the, the pieces that we use 
uh, are complex uh, machines in them, themselves and can create some issues uh, that needs to be dealt with. Um, so, so a lot of different aspects that we need to uh, mm. uh, cater for All right. to create okay. an overall good experience. Yes. Mm. Okay, Let, let's just look at the video conferencing market for, for a minute. I'm sure people are going to be interested in your, your take on that. When you, when you look at the market, say, in 2019 versus now, has it been transformed? Yes. I mean, we, we uh, regularly follow the market analysts and their, both their, their record of the actual sales numbers and their uh, forecasts for the years to come. And uh, we saw that all of them, they had to really revise their forecasts when, when we were in the pandemic, because they saw that, okay, this is now becoming something else than we expected. Hmm. So the, the, the sales curves, that were, they were already showing uh, steady and strong growth really uh, were bent upwards. And I don't have the ex uh, some actual numbers for 2019 to 2021 20, uh, here now, mm. but um, we know that this market is growing really tremendously. And, and uh, uh, I, I, I just saw, I grabbed some numbers that I had at my fingertips and can see that the, the compound, compound annual growth rate for video conferencing devices globally is expected to be almost four to five percent uh, in number of shipped devices between 2018 and 2025. So it's both uh, the the actually shipped uh, mm. devices and and also uh, the forecast. Yeah. And uh, looking at the revenue for the these market segments, it's it's also on a similar level, like four to five percent. And the uh, the, the rapid growth is, 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 as I mentioned, especially in the USB-based solution and products. Um, I mean, when we talk about USB products or solutions, we we normally think um, like consumer or uh, mm. personal devices or like a headset that you plug into the PC. Uh, but it's it doesn't have to be limited to that kind of use. Uh, it's perfectly... Uh, in, in, in line to also have USB-based uh, solution as a complete uh, video uh, installation uh, for a big meeting room. Mm. Uh, and that's the way the, this market is going, away from very sort of locked-in, uh, complex uh, and expensive uh, solutions to more and more of standardized components that you can bring in and create this uh, solution that that meets our uh, requirements and don't really kill our budgets yeah. immediately. Yeah. And I mean, the, the total market value for video conferencing devices is actually expected to reach uh, just a big number. <laughs> but seven point seven billion seven billion dollars in twenty twenty five. Uh, I think that now or last year, I think we it's uh, three point five or four maybe. So yeah, okay. it, it's so, growing rapidly. It's a big market. Okay, and projected very very strong growth for the next three or four years at, yes. at least. Yeah. Yes. I imagine the graph changed that when they they, they probably had to revise their studies after after COVID hit and we're entering this hybrid working environment. 
Yes, they did. They did. Uh, it was quite fascinating. First, uh, it was really hard to have a discussion on on uh, the market projections and, and where are we going and where where are we at right now. Uh, but uh, it was really interesting to see the revised forecast and numbers. Yeah. Yeah. With hybrid working, video conferencing is going to be at the heart of company communications, isn't it? Yes, it is. I mean, uh, we see that now, and and uh, with this, yeah, we we really think that it's a long-term change. And uh, in every meeting going forward, there will always be someone needs to join from a distance, uh, even if you're a group of people uh, sitting together in a meeting room in the office. Uh, there will always be one or two, maybe more, that needs to join in. So we need this uh, easy-to-use video equipment in all kinds of meeting space, uh, spaces. Mm. And um, yeah, are there any particular vertical markets which are particularly interesting when we think about, for example, education? or in the government space, or retail, for, for example, they're using uh, video conferencing solutions to, to reach their customers in, in an e-commerce situation. So any particular of, of those which you think are, are particularly exciting or interesting? Yes, it is. I mean, we see this change in, in the practically all kinds of organizations. Uh, but I guess that uh, education stands out uh, for us at least, and and, and also uh, as a very interesting uh, example in, in many markets uh, that are it, it's very much in the spotlight at the moment, uh, and we also try to uh, support these uh, this vertical, uh, especially in these times. Uh, mm -hmm. We see, for an example, in, in North America, uh, we have. Uh, many, many new uh, projects for each week uh, in, in the education space. Uh, and uh, please, if you're interested, go on to our website and uh, we have a lot of new fresh case studies talking mm -hmm. about some of these examples. And uh, so that's really an interesting uh, uh, vertical for us and that we will pursue also in, in uh, other markets. We see that now in the Nordics and also in, in uh, other European uh, areas and in in countries. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, what about people working from home? What, uh, I mean, I, I guess a lot of people still use the their laptop camera, maybe even their microphone from, from their laptop as well. Do you, would you say that that's not sufficient and they should be looking at something a little bit more upmarket? Yeah, I think that there are, of course, uh, laptops with uh, uh, pretty, pretty yeah, decent quality webcam uh, built in. But in many cases, the quality is not that really good. So, so uh, it makes sense to upgrade with a, a business webcam. And But I, I think that one aspect of the using the um, la the camera in the laptop is that if you at the same time have a bigger screen uh, on your uh, desktop, uh, you have the screen normally right in front of you and the laptop on the side. 
And if you use a laptop camera, you see only the, the yeah, chin, please. the profile of, of, of the, or you show the, the, the profile of yourself. And, and uh, I mean, for, uh, to, to make video uh, calls, video conferencing, uh, really feel natural. And, and uh, you need to try to make it as close as looking eye to eye as possible. Yeah. So uh, being able to place the webcam on top of the, the big screen is really an important factor. Is that still is it still a very big opportunity that work from home category in terms of the, the audio and video equipment? Yes, it is. Uh, of course, we saw a lot of investments uh, were done earlier on in the when the pandemic hit, uh, but there are still uh, a, a big need uh, to continue to roll out uh, yeah. and also in some cases upgrade uh, the okay. personal workspace at home. Yeah, because yeah, I guess it's a product. Once you've bought it, you're not going to buy one every year, are you? No, you uh, shouldn't need to. Uh, if you have done the right assessment and, and uh, got the right kind of uh, equipment from the start, you should be uh, able to use it for a number of years. Yeah. yeah. But, but uh, there is really something uh, now when we uh, are in this hybrid workplace, I would say, for, for many organizations at least, uh, it's really important for us to to look at the, as we discussed now, the the home office, uh, how that is is uh, equipped and uh, to make that work, uh, and also all of the uh, meeting rooms and, and meeting spaces uh, in the office, um, because uh, we need to have uh, to be able to have. Uh, video meetings uh, everywhere going forward uh, and uh, we might have I mean a big variety of different kinds of rooms uh, in an organization and in, in an office um, and uh, to really take your time to uh, analyze and look at okay what 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 is what type of rooms do we have uh, and what would be the uh, different requirements. Uh, what type of meetings mm. would we typically have yeah. in in different kinds of rooms? I think you've got uh, something. So actually, I think you've got yeah. something on your website, haven't you? That that, that demonstrates. Yes, that. That, that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> <laughs> we we a uh, couple of months months back we launched uh, an online tool uh, to to help uh, make this uh, assessment and and. Uh, uh, analyze a bit easier uh, to, to look at the office floor plan. Uh, so um, th th this is actually uh, the room type guide. Uh, it's a visualization uh, of a typical, or not maybe not a typical office space, but mm. uh, you have there, uh, I think it's up to maybe 15 different kinds of meeting rooms, also like the personal home office. Mm. Uh, so you can get an instant idea. Okay, it looks something like this, uh, our typical room. Uh, you can go there, uh, click into that room and uh, see what it looks like. And we suggest uh, a couple of uh, suitable uh, vi 
video kits for that scenario, that route type. Mm. And also, uh, you can click down the level uh, below to look at how this uh, is installed with the wiring and, and where to place the different components. Uh, no, I've seen, so, I've seen um, that. Yeah, it looks, it looks good. Yeah, we've had a lot of positive feedback, both from end customers uh, and, and also our uh, channel and reseller partners that uh, can make, they use this one to, uh, uh, as, as a tool. Because, I mean, the video conferencing market, uh, we talk about it as a, a jungle uh, these days. You have a, there are lots of different offerings. Uh, and I fully understand that it, it's as a customer, it's not that easy maybe uh, to uh, see directly what would be the perfect fit for us and for our needs uh, and for our different types of rules. Mm. So this tool is, is uh, there to hopefully make it a little bit uh, easier to make this assessment and mm. also to find yeah. at least the comfortable offerings available. Yeah. yeah. When we look at video conferencing, it's not just about the audio and the video. You've got furniture, you've got the screens, you've got lighting, the, the general environment. Do you collaborate or partner with, with companies that specialize in, in those types of products? We probably should. Uh, we we don't, don't do that today. Uh, but I also, I fully agree that uh, to really uh, create this overall uh, experience that we are after uh, in the video meetings. You need to look at the uh, the whole layout of the room, uh, the furnishing, how uh, things are uh, organized and, and placed. And, and I think that um, this is actually something that we discuss more and more often now with our uh, customers, uh, that uh, we have experienced during the pandemic that, yeah, we can create sort of a quite um, good uh, democratic meeting meeting experience when everyone is is at their personal uh, workplaces. Mm. Uh, everyone's joining from their own. They have their own camera, and it's uh, everyone is on the same uh, level playing field uh, and, and can take part. Uh, on, um, on the, with the same kind of, um, uh, yeah, I would say, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a democratic way of meeting. So, uh, but now uh, when we're back to where we were before, uh, a group of people sitting in the meeting room and, and also a number of people joining in from, from remote, uh, we need to maybe be even more careful and, and take care of the meeting room, how that is really laid out mm -hmm. uh, to, to keep this or to create this kind of uh, democratic uh, uh, meeting experience uh, in that scenario as well. So everyone feels that they can join in uh, on an equal uh, yeah, no. basis and take mm -hmm. part in make themselves heard. Yeah. So it, it, it comes down also to, of course, to the audio quality and video quality, but also uh, how do we sit uh, around the screen and where uh, mm. and the camera and everything. So uh, lots of work, to, work to, needs to be done in this area, I think. Yeah. When, it, when you look at your customers, how, how far down the video conferencing road 
are they? Have they all, by and large, have all the customers realized that video conferencing is going to play a big part in their communications and they've already got a lot of things installed? Or is there still a huge untapped market out there of people that need proper video conferencing solutions? I, I, I think that uh, with our customers, you find all uh, kinds of, of different levels of maturity in the space and uh, different kinds of experiences. Uh, I think that many companies, companies and organizations have probably uh, tried uh, to implement video conferencing uh, several times before, mm. maybe with some more traditional equipment that uh, were invested and in, in put in, in maybe the boardroom, uh, very limited in the organization for just parts of, of uh, meetings, um, and uh, maybe weren't used that much. Mm. Uh, investment that, that sat there and sort of collected dust. Uh, and uh, there was a bit of disappointment around that. And uh, so uh, what, what's happened now with the last couple of years, and especially during the pandemic, is the I think the, the rise of the cloud communication platforms uh, now uh, has really changed things. It has, uh, I mean, made it very natural for everyone to have a video call uh, mm. either on the mobile or on the pc and and uh, now we just extend this into the bigger meeting scenarios uh, in our organizations so uh, there, there, and, and companies are on various stages here uh, many have uh, probably invested in video conferencing equipment earlier on that now doesn't really uh, meet their uh, requirements and, and quality. They want to upgrade. Uh, in some cases, um, they have been on only audio before and, mm. and see now that, okay, uh, our users uh, and our, our partners and customers, they expect video as well. So we need that kind of upgrade. Uh, and in some cases, uh, sort of move from the traditional uh, solutions to something that is more flexible and meet uh, the, the hmm. that is a, a more perfect fit for the kind of video platforms and video collaboration services that we normally use today. Hmm. Okay, so an interesting market. Just- Final thing, when I, when I Googled you, when I, when I was lo- looking into this podcast, the first mm. thing that came up was was you are a climate neutral audio and video conferencing company. I found that, I was a little taken back. That was the, that was the first message that, that came up about Comftel when, when, when you Google it. So that's, uh, we've just had the COP26 conference. Sustainability is uh, top mm. of people's minds and it looks like it's going to be an important topic going forward how, how can you be a climate neutral I, audio and video conferencing company I, re- I actually really encouraged that that was the first thing that uh, came up when you googled <laughs> us uh, so so probably we've done something right here the marketing department uh, yeah i mean uh, you're right we've always promoted the environmental benefits of distance meetings as a means of reducing travel and, and uh, the, the benefits for the environment, environment that comes with that. Uh, but we came to a point where we uh, 
realized we wanted to do something more. Uh, and we started to look at our own carbon footprint uh, and decided we need to do something more together with our customers. And uh, uh, because this is a key issue uh, for the future of, of our planet, we know that. Uh, and it was really reminded us uh, during the COP26. Uh, and um, when we started to assess uh, different options, we found that uh, we wanted to work with an independent third party standard and, and found the climate neutral certification program. Uh, so actually each year now we, we have to measure our carbon footprint. Mm. Uh, that includes everything from yeah, the whole supply chain until uh, the products arrive at our customers and, and also our internal uh, processes and business travel and everything else included in our operations. Um, so uh, we measure our carbon footprint and then we next step is that we offset uh, okay. all of the emissions from the previous year by purchasing uh, high quality carbon credits. Uh, and uh, you can actually read uh, about the projects we have invested in on our website. Mm. Uh, it, it's important for us to be transparent and, and uh, show everything. Yeah, show, show exactly how this is done and what we do. Uh, so, uh, for an example, we have invested in clean electricity, electricity in Indonesia and forest uh, conservation in Cambodia, uh, for an example. So, and that's the third step here is that we also within this program need to um, reduce our emissions. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, we, we have to commit to reduction actions to bring down our uh, own emission. And for this year, uh, we are uh, upgrading company cars to EVs. And mm -hmm. uh, maybe most importantly, uh, we've also started to work with our suppliers uh, to uh, make sure that the, the, we, we take a step up in energy efficiency in the factories. Uh, okay, used to, so going to down the supply chain. Products. Yeah, that is where we can really create the, the big change. Mm. Uh, and uh, so why is this important for, for our customers? Um, I mean, in these times of big changes, we, we, we see and we have discussed now that with the hybrid workplace, we need really to invest in a lot of hardware uh, to equip all kinds of meeting spaces uh, for video conferencing. And uh, when we do that, uh, we also need to manage the environmental impact. And uh, buying conferencing gear now from Comfort means zero in carbon emissions. Mm -hmm. So you can address the climate crisis already from the first travel-free meeting. And uh, we see uh, really quickly rising interest, both from our channel partners and also end customers when it comes to some sustainability okay. uh, and you, sustainable meeting solutions. Okay. You're finding so, it's, a, it's a selling point for you now? Yes. Uh, I mean, uh, I have to admit <laughs> we are, this is, has put us in a, a great position. We were actually the first uh, player in this industry to become uh, climate neutral certified uh, and uh, at the same time uh, it it's a learn long-term commitment from our side and and it's something that's really close to our hearts as, uh, also uh, we truly believe that this is this is important and we believe that we 
everyone needs to get involved and, and support uh, the change we need mm. uh, to save our planet and get a change with the, the climate situation. Yeah, yeah. Another hot topic is supply chain shortages and uh, transportation issues and, and those kind of things. I don't know how, how yeah. you're, you're affected by that in terms of supply. Yeah, actually, I think we, we've been less affected than some of our uh, bigger competitors. Uh, so we have been able to, to uh, continue to uh, meet the demand. Uh, there are we have experienced some minor uh, difficulties, but but uh, overall it's been fine. Mm. Hopefully it will be fine going forward as well. Right. Uh, but um, yeah, we all know uh, from the news uh, that the, the semiconductor uh, situation and the north of uh, transportation uh, are bottlenecks yeah. uh, widely affecting uh, the, the global business community. Okay, Stefan, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was a real pleasure uh, to have this time and talk to you. Yeah, I certainly think it's a very interesting category. And I hope some people listening to this will, will look to get into the video conferencing market because I think that's going to have some good potential for the next few years at least. Yeah, I fully agree. Uh, please uh, check out our website and reach out to us. I, I, I'm, I'm sure our uh, regional sales uh, directors will be available uh, to assist any uh, new resellers that mm. want to, to uh, really uh, be a part of this uh, growing market. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Bye. If you have got this far, then thank you for listening to this episode of OPI Talk. Please check out our website, opi.net, for news, interviews, analysis, and much more from the business products world. We've also got a great app that you can download from the App Store or Google Play. Just search for OPI Magazine. And we hope you will join us again soon for another episode of OPI Talk.